A little over two years ago, back on July the 2nd, 2020, it was announced that Marvel Comics had picked up the license for both the Alien and Predator franchises. Since then, Marvel has published at least 14 issues of an Alien comic that began back in 2021. But as for the Predator, we've had absolutely nothing. Nada. Zilch. Zero. Big old squat. Just a sausage laying on a plate with nothing around it. Just no Predator in sight at all. Well, I mean, that was until earlier this month. Hello and welcome to another episode of Just Another Fanboy, the podcast that has always wanted to bleed neon green. I'm your host. My name is Steven. And uh, yeah, I can't get that freaking Predator song out of my head. That's like one of those uh, songs. Um, Alan Silvestri did it for the the original Schwarzenegger movie. And uh, once you've got that in your head, you just can't get it out. You just can't get it out of your head, which is all right, because uh, I'm using that in a ham-fisted way to segue I when I didn't I really didn't didn't need to segue at all, which is just kind of a stupid thing for me to say. But if you're expecting me to say intelligent things, you're in the wrong podcast domain dominion thing. Anyway, we're talking about Predator number one for Marvel Comics. This was published on August 10th, 2020. It was written by Ed Brison or Ed Bryson or Ed Brisson, depending on where you go out there on YouTube. I like to look up creators' names in YouTube and watch various interviews that they've done on various channels to see how they are introduced. And he he has been announced as Ed Brisson more often than not on all the videos I watched, but I've also heard Brisson and Bryson. So Ed, you know, give me a ring. Call me up. The number's in the show notes. Leave me a voicemail. Tell me how you pronounce that last name. And I'll do a retraction Man, I will get on the next episode and say, look, folks, it's Ed Brickfaddle. That's actually how you pronounce his name. It's spelled Brisson, but it's pronounced Brickfaddle. Anyway, the penciler on this book is Kev Walker. And uh, I'll tell you what, let me read you the solicitation and then we'll get into the book itself. Hunt, kill, repeat. In the near future, a young girl sees her family slaughtered by the deadliest and most feared hunter in the universe, a predator. Years later, though her ship is barely holding together and food is running short, Theta won't stop stalking the spaceways until the Yautja monster, Yautja, I had to look that up. Um, let me let me finish the sentence. Theta won't stop stalking the spaceways until the Yautja monster who killed her family is dead or she is. So as I'm reading this solicitation, I'm like, what the frick is a Yautja? 
And uh, apparently that's just the name of the species of the, the predators. The predator, also known as Yaucha, is the titular extraterrestrial species featured in the Predator science fiction franchise, categorized by its trophy hunting of other species for sport. That's according to the Wikipedia, which is just actually pronounced Wikipedia. I don't know why. Don't know why I said it that way. Anyway, this was a book I I hadn't really planned on checking out. I mean, if I look at both the Predator movie franchise and the Alien movie franchise, while the movie Aliens, the James Cameron flick, the second movie is pro will is well is flip flap wabbity wap is going to be uh, my favorite of of any of the movies of either franchise. I lean more toward the Predator franchise over the Alien franchise. I just do. And uh, I was really excited when they started doing Predator versus Alien movies. Uh, so far, those haven't turned out all that great. They'll, they'll hit it. They'll knock it out of the park one of these days. But when the book was announced, I just I kind of went, eh, we'll see. We'll we'll see how I feel. I don't I don't know if I want to be spending any money on that. And then um, I started seeing preview pages and I started hearing people talk about it afterward. Um, and I decided to go ahead and give it a try. Because if nothing, I am easily swayed by public opinion online when it comes to the the comic books. And uh, so, yeah, so I, I gave it a chance. And that's, again, I, I always uh, go back to talking about the wonders of digital comics. You know, if if I had missed picking this up in the shop, there's a chance that I may just have missed it altogether. You just never know what's going to stick around in a local comic store. And uh, if you miss it, you have to wait until you can go uh, to another store. And depending on where you live, that may mean traveling. You may have to wait for a convention. Um, and then, of course, online came and you could order the back issues online, which made it easier. But for digital purposes, you know what? It's like, all right, this sucker came out um, a number, a couple of weeks back, but it's always available digitally until they decide no longer to make it available, I guess. But the art by Kev Walker uh, was really quite lovely. I really quite enjoyed it. And I'll be honest with you folks, when I read originally about this book, I kept seeing Lennel Francis Yu uh, all over this title as the artist. Uh, come to find out, uh, Lennel Francis Yu only did the cover. I'm not always a big fan of Lennel Francis Yu. Uh, I have to be in the right kind of mood. So that was another reason why I didn't rush out online to pick this up. But when I started seeing the preview pages, I was I, I was kind of taken aback. That's not Lennel Francis Yu. That, uh, that art style of Kev Walker is really one of those styles that's just kind of right up my street. Um, there's a lot of, if, if you look at a lot of my reading history and a lot of the the books that I like, this this style is is right there in the middle as just one of those solid, beautiful to look at, very well uh, crafted, sequential masterpiece type of 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 art styles that that I, I'm I'm really really quite into. So that ended up being the thing that kind of took me over the top because I'd been reading you know over on the comics Twitter and the the Instagram people uh, praising the book and so. I saw the art and I thought, all right, I'll, I'll give this sucker a shot. So this book is set in the future. We have a, uh, a couple of pages in. We have kind of a title page. 
that gives us the, the the name of this story. It's a six issue story called Day of the Hunter, and it gives us kind of a predator breakdown. In 1987, in Central America, an elite mercenary team is stalked by a predator, hunting them for sport. Only one member of the team survives and manages to kill the predator. That is, of course, the original movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger, who yells, get to the chopper. Seminal cinematic history being made there. Uh, Don't get me wrong. I love it. I'm a huge fan of that movie. Uh, I love the first movie. I love the second movie. The newest one, Prey. Uh, is just probably my favorite of all of them. And it's the only one that's not mentioned here. I'm not not quite sure why. Anyway, it continues. 1997, a predator comes to Los Angeles to hunt gang members involved in a drug war with the police. Though many were slaughtered, one policeman was able to kill the predator. That is the the movie uh, starring Donald Glover. Danny Glover, good Lord, slap me across the face with a chicken. Then we have 2010, eight individuals are abducted from Earth and dropped on an unknown planet where they are hunted by three predators. They come to learn they are being hunted for sport, and that the planet is a game reserve. This is the movie just called Predators. And uh, again, another wonderful movie has Topher Grace in it. If you ever wondered what would Topher Grace be like in a Predator movie, then, then, then this is the one for you. And then 2018, a predator crash lands in America and is apprehended by Project Stargazer for study. It escapes, but is killed by another predator. A group of military criminals are able to defeat and kill the predator, but only a small number survive. And uh, I don't honestly remember the name of that movie. I do recall seeing it, and it was probably the least favorite of mine of all the predator movies, but it was still kind of fun. And then, as far as this story is concerned, the year is now 2056. Humanity is capable of interstellar travel. Though humans have made advancements in technology, they are still vulnerable prey. That's a that's the kind of music that you have to have rumbling through your head as you're reading this book. the The book opens up if if you hadn't read maybe the 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 solicitation. the The book has a a, a kind of a fun opening where it appears to be two predators in combat. One predator defeats the other uh, and then takes off its helmet and we discover it is a human female who is very upset. And we learn that she's upset because this is not the predator she was after. So we get flashback sequences throughout this book where we learn that she, the, 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 the woman, Theta, when she was a, a child, she had been with her parents on some form of, I don't know if it was a scientific expedition I honestly don't recall if they if they say uh, what they were doing there on that planet, but uh, they are attacked and slaughtered by a predator who kills everyone there except for her. Um, she manages to escape her mother before her mother dies, um, commands the artificial intelligence of the ship, the Sandpiper, which is kind of kind of fun for me with a, a name of a spaceship because it was the name of the airline in the television show Wings. Makes me wonder if Mr. Uh, Brisson is a Wings fan, and I'm not talking about the hockey team. But Theta, as a small girl, she is able to escape thanks to the artificial intelligence of the spaceship, the Sandpiper. And uh, we learn that Theta has grown up and is now hunting predators, trying to find the one that killed her parents and everyone else on the ship. 
leaving her an orphan and stranded with with no companion other than this artificial intelligence. And during the the, the moments where uh, just before the predator kills her mother, her mother is able to lop off one of its um, mandibles. The predator face has these these mandibles and there's four of them and uh, lops off one of the four. And so that's that's kind of what she's part partly what she's using to identify uh, this predator that she's after. But what's what's so wonderful about this story is that during this uh, 10, 15, 16 years, however long it's been since she has basically become the Batman of the Predator franchise, she is learning more and more after each kill. She's learning more and more about this race of predators and during one of the kills she takes what is in essence the black box off of the predator spaceship and is able to plug it into the 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 ship's computer and they learn quickly that there is a locating device on this drive and it uh activates and a couple of other predators come to to seek her out because she's got this drive and she is forced to kill them this is all backstory but it's through that lesson that she and her artificial intelligence uh, companion, which has the name Sandy. Well, Sandy at one point explains that Theta is in a bit of trouble. There's there's something wrong with part of the ship. They're not going to get uh, too far on the ship and they're running out of food. Sandy suggests that they make this stop off at this uh, spaceport. Theta reminds Sandy that they were there just six months back, and technically she is a fugitive of the law because the the ship, the Sandpiper, is uh, owned by a company called Astar Industries. Astar, Astar, A S T A R, Astar Industries. And uh, basically, when everybody on whatever mission they were on, when they had died, when she was the sole survivor, um, she should have taken the ship back. But because Sandy was ordered to protect her daughter. Um, that never happened. She never returned the ship, so she is in possession of stolen property and is it, it, she's a fugitive. And the last time they were at this spaceport, they were almost killed slash captured uh, due to the bounty or whatnot that's on her head, and they barely escaped with their, her life. Um, Sandy, of course, reminds her that this spaceport has now um, in the process of being decommissioned, and there's only two actual live people there at this point. And so they should be able to get in and out, get the part they need, get the food they need uh, without any any fuss. Now, I should mention, with the opening of the story where we have Theta in Predator armor killing another Predator on on some alien planet, the, the alien population approaches her afterward uh, they, of course, they all don't speak the same language, but they see that she's wearing the armor of the same creature that had been hunting and killing them. And they, of course, chase her off planet. And then that's when we we learn about the, the problems with the ship and the problems with the food. Um, and then but throughout this, we're getting a lot of backstory. We're getting the flashbacks to what happened to her as a, as a, a small child. We're getting the information about um, exactly how many of these predators she's killed so far, which is at least 16. That's, I think, the highest number I read at one point. They refer to a predator number 16. Uh, we learn that these predators um, basically have specific routes. They just kind of go out 
Um, they have a specific route across a, a star system or, or planets that they visit and they do their hunting and they do this every year. They go out for a year hunting and then they just make a circuit of their route. And so by stealing these, these drives from their ships, she's able to map out each predator's route. Um, she's learned that when one predator dies, another predator takes over its route and in some cases, um, adds to, uh, you know, adds to the route, changes the route up, modifies the, 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 the hunting route, basically. Um, we're learning all this, you know, we get a lot of this really good backstory, this uh, really great setup in this issue. Um, and then we learn the problems with the ship and the food and, and, uh, Sandy, Sets the coordinates to this spaceport. Theta uh, goes to sleep. Um, she's woken by an alarm and the 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 hyperdrive or whatever it is that the the problem with the ship didn't end up lasting as long as Sandy had calculated uh, and they were going to crash. Um, Sandy has tried to calculate a a, a a landing spot within like 100 miles of this spaceport. And then Sandy is forced to go offline. When they crash, however, they are out in a uh, an icy landscape, ice icy tundra type area, and um, Theta can't seem to get Sandy back online, and that's how the issue ends. So they're in a inhospitable place in harsh environments. Where Theta is, I mean, Sandy is her companion, I guess you could say, but Sandy is a, a artificially intelligent computer, so. Um, Sandy is also offline. And so I guess the next step is for Theta to try to make her way across this icy tundra to the, to the spaceport, Port Medway. And they do give you a teaser for the next issue. Theta crash lands on a tundra planet and her odds of surviving are looking slim. Her only hope is to trek through the wilds to the nearest outpost. Her only hope is to trek through the wilds to the nearest outpost. But the cold isn't the only thing she has to worry about as a predator watches in the shadow ready to strike. So we can assume that the predator she killed in the opening of this issue, that this new predator has come to, I, I, for vengeance, or maybe Port Medway is on this predator's hunting route. Um, we don't know. We, we only know that Theta hasn't been back for six months. Um, and we, for all we know, that was the first time Theta has ever been to Port Medway. Um, and we know that the, uh, that a, that a predator's hunting route is usually lasts about a year. So maybe it's just time for the predator to come back. And I, I, I don't know. I just, I really, really, really quite enjoyed this, this issue. Um, to me, it was a, a brilliant first issue that the setup, um, it just, it flowed really well. It hooked you right away from the beginning and kept its hooks in you throughout the issue. And then manages to, uh, leave you on a, on a, on a bit of a cliffhanger, not, not something that um, is um, super, super urgent, but it's, a, it's enough of a cliffhanger that makes you want to pick up the, the next issue to, to see what happens. And, and then this idea, after watching all these Predator movies and reading various Predator comics, the idea that there's this person out there that um, has devoted her life to hunting down the one Predator that killed her parents, I just, I really find that appealing. It's like a, a revenge story. And uh, I'm really, just really happy I picked up this book. I cannot recommend it enough. If you are a, a fan of the Predator movies, um, I would suggest 
giving this sucker a look. And I don't know if this will show up on Marvel Unlimited. I'm assuming it will because I'm fairly certain the alien books are over there. Let me let me check real quick. Let me uh let me look. Dun 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 boom 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 boom. Little uh music to get you excited while I'm looking. I know that the Conan books are not on Marvel Unlimited, and Conan is a licensed property, just like Alien and Predator. Yeah, the Alien books are there. So I would assume since the the Alien and the Predator franchises are owned by the same company. Uh, that this, these books will show up on, on the, uh, Marvel app as well. Uh, we'll, we'll have to see. I don't know if I'll wait for that because by the time issue, by the time this first issue shows up on Marvel Unlimited, we will have had, um, three issues out. So yeah, we'll be over halfway done with this series before I get an issue on Marvel Unlimited that I haven't, that I haven't read yet. And, uh, I just enjoyed this way too much to to want to wait for four months for an issue two. So yeah, Predator number one, Ed Brisson, Kev Walker, a very, very excellent book and uh, one that I enjoyed quite a bit. Now, I didn't mention at the top of the episode that this is, of course, uh, the week in which we hit our 16th year with just another fanboy. Granted, Uh, I podcasted for three years, starting in August of 2006, August 29th to be exact. And then I stopped somewhere around 2009 and then walked away and didn't come back until August of 2019. So this is almost our third and 16 year anniversary at the same time. So celebrate those good times if, if, if you catch my drift. But yeah, I I don't know that there's anything more that I want to say, folks. I'd love to get your feedback. I'd love to eventually, you know, I would really love to start including feedback into these shows, whether it's uh, a normal segment each week or collecting them up and once every three months or so doing a feedback episode. But there's actually a number of ways that you can provide me with feedback. You can email me, justanotherfanboy at gmail.com. You can uh, call me. 785-318-6673 and leave a voicemail. You can also use that number to send me a text. These This this information's in the show notes, folks, so don't worry about writing it all down. You can uh, also join us over at the message boards, forum.justanotherfanboy.com. There is a message board specifically for Just Another Fanboy, and there is a talkback thread for each episode there, so you can provide feedback there. You can also find me over on Twitter, at Stephen or else. And you can leave me with your uh, with your feedback there. You know, you've got a lot of options. So I don't want to hear any excuses, folks, says the man who uh, does not practice what he preaches. It's it's not often that I provide feedback to other podcasts. So who am I to, to command you? Go out and do it. Do as I say, not as I do. But, you know, if you don't want to provide any feedback, I, I, I tell you what, just give me money. How's that? Here, here, here are your two options, folks. Either provide me with some feedback or throw some money at me, and that'll get me to shut up. There's a couple of ways you can throw money at me. You can join the Patreon at patreon.com slash Stephen and subscribe there for a dollar a month. You're going to get episodes typically before anybody else. Uh, I try to get them out the uh, at, the, at, at the earliest or at the latest the day before. Sometimes they show up a couple of hours before 
uh, other episodes. You know, that's it, it just depends on what my schedule is like. You can also send me or buy me a coffee at ko-fi.com slash Stephen R.O.R. coffee.com. And uh, that's like a one-time thing. So you can you can do the whole subscription thing and uh, support me with a dollar a month. Or, you know, just whenever you feel like, hey, I feel like throwing some money Stephen's way, go to uh, that coffee.com slash Stephen R.O.R. and buy me a coffee for as little as $3. And you can buy one coffee. You can buy 674 coffees. At $3 a pop, you know, it's up to you. And uh, the the money that you send my way does go toward the show. I do have the monthly podcasting fee to, to keep the podcast up there and to keep uh, every episode in the archive available for folks to uh, to, to access. Um, I also use the use the money to buy books like the one I bought this month, Predator Number 1, which you just heard me talking about now. And anything... Uh, Above and beyond those two expenses, the money just goes toward paying for uh, food for my family, you know, putting putting food on the table, paying bills, gas bill, electric bill, that kind of stuff. So your support is important. Um, but as someone who doesn't have a lot of money, if you can't support, you know, if you can't throw any support my way, I understand. I got you. I got you back. Uh, but that's where the whole feedback thing comes in and telling your friends about the show and spreading the word. There are other ways to support the show if you cannot do so monetarily. And the, the biggest way there is, is again, just getting the word out there, telling people about us. The more people who know, the more people who listen, you know, who knows? Maybe one of those people uh, are uh, not like you and I and have a lot of disposable income and just, they just don't know what to spend it on. And, uh, need somebody like me to throw money at, you know, <laughs> you never know. I'm sure those people are out there. Let's, uh, let's get this show in front of them. You can also go over to, uh, Apple podcasts or, or anywhere you listen to podcasts that allows you to rate the show, not the episodes, but the show in general. Um, I would appreciate that, especially over at Apple podcasts, which is still the, the most used podcast, uh, app in existence and the more ratings a show gets then the higher in their search algorithm that show uh is taken put put into and it just makes our it just makes the show uh more easily more easily discoverable <laughs> it makes people uh, uh it makes it easier to find the show that's what i'm trying to say people get off my back all right, that's it. That's all I got, folks. Uh, next week, uh, we're probably going to do the same thing where we're going to do a, a JAF classified episode on Tuesday and then a regular episode on Thursday. And that's the way we're going to keep going throughout September. Uh, in October, we're going to change it up a bit. I'm not quite ready to make that announcement yet. If you follow me on Twitter, I put a small, slight, tiny little tease up just the other day. Uh, I, I, may, I may do an official announcement next week as far as something a, a special project i have coming up that i'm really excited about so until then folks my name is steven and i am just another fanboy be nice to each other bye bye daddy bye bye daddy good job <laughs> uh oh <laughs>